You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. Before we start, rehab is, is pretty extensive. So the first thing that people have been asking for a long time is like the hardest part of, and even this is what Caesar said, yeah. the hardest part of real estate is finding a good contractor. Right. So you have a contracting company. Like what are tips? How does somebody know you fresh, just bought a house, you don't know anything about real estate, you're trying to rehab, you're trying to fix up a home. How do you know like a good contractor? Like how do you vet somebody? All right, this this the only way you can vet somebody without actually knowing what to look for. First and foremost, if you know what to look for, then you'll know if a contract is good or not just by the conversation. But in our demographic, in our community, it's really word of mouth. That's how you can tell. I mean, you know, if he used a contract and you ask him, like, yo, what's up with the contract? He's like, nah. <laughs> you know, you know not to use it, right? But yeah. if you, but if you're like, nah, he official. So, and 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 we got word of mouth spreads fast in our community. But the number one way, man, honestly, is to actually get educated. Like, I mean, everybody that's in the real estate business, the the contractor, they they took a hit off the contractor. I did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Plenty of contractors got over on us. Yeah, exactly. How do you know if somebody the main contractor's gonna get over on y'all is like y'all uncles? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nah, my uncle now nah, do everything. How you, how you know if you get ripped off? I mean, in the, any way, in the beginning, no way to know. No, it's really no way to know. It's no way to know. Like, man, when when we, I never forget. Me and my best friend, we had a first house at the same time. He decided, by the way, to fix his. I decided to sell mines. Um, I just blew mines out, and I never forget. My uncles and them had did all the plumbing, so his bathroom <laughs> was done and everything. Right, my uncles and them. <laughs> so we couldn't. We could. I, so I came downstairs one day. I'm like, well, where are the pipes coming? Like, this your bathroom, right? You're like, yeah. I'm like, well, where are the pipes coming from? No water, no pipes, no nothing. Whole bathroom done. It was like a model home. You know what I'm saying? It was like a mouse, like staged. You know what I mean? How they was able to get over was one, he was 27, I was about 28. We was kids, not knowing nothing about the business. Two, the water was turned off from the street at the time. So they had a Sunday the impression that they would fix the house, then call the city last to come cut the water on. But it was no plumbing or nothing hooked up. And and they just they just did it like what's that conversation like, like that. when you realize that? I mean it's 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 bad you know it's a bad <laughs> like, conversation. I'm about to, like, it's bad. It's like but but I'm gonna tell you something. In that era back then, it's just what people did. Man, people chased the money. They didn't really think that we would make it to this level. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like so even, they didn't care about the reputation. Nah, they didn't care about reputation. But yeah. one thing about that construction, you will learn it through trial and error. Everybody gonna pick something up and try some stuff on their own. 
They're going to pick something up and try. Every one of us did that. It probably took me a month and a half to sheetrock this room all by myself. But I can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But now, once you learn, like, you, don't know, you don't cut the sheetrock. If you watch it, once you watch a professional do something, you know what? I just came, I just thought about why I'm sitting here. If you got the opportunity to be around some professionals, just go watch. Because if you see how the sheetrock's supposed to be done, and you go to hire somebody if they're too busy, then you know instantly if they're putting it up right or if they're putting it up wrong. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, put the walls up, then it's, no, nah, you put the ceiling up, then you put the walls up. The walls holding up the ceiling. It's little minute stuff like that that you wouldn't know unless you was in there watching. Yeah, so like you, you, you talk a lot about the phases of rehab. So the first one is finding a contract, and the next one is the demolition. The construction team does that. Right. First thing is please, permits. Yeah. Somebody got to be licensed. Eleanor's not the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody think Eleanor's the cops. Like, yo, close the windows, yeah. lock the door. Yo, Eleanor coming down the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yo, <laughs> the permit. And I'm, I, I'm, I fell yeah, victim those, to that. Those are the expenses that people don't really think about. Like, nah. they know the labor, they know the materials, but the permits. Paperwork, is- permits, plans, blueprints. That sounds like something extensive yeah. right now. They damn near want plans for everything. In Philadelphia, if, you, if I just renovate your basement, they want plans. What's the pricing on those permits and, and to get those? I mean, well, the, the, the permits don't cost nothing. Yeah. Pulling permits, they like 50 bucks, 280, 180. Now, when you got to get to an architect and you need plans, it costs a little more. It might be 2,000, 3,000, depending upon the job. Now, where the permits get pricey at, and we just, I'm just gonna put it out there and talk real, is you, you doing a house and you don't really have a license. So now you wanna use his license for him to get you a permit. Mm-hmm. Then the permit might shoot up to fifteen hundred. This is what people do, yeah, because everybody don't have the credentials. So the contractor handles all of that. The contractor is supposed to handle all of that. And so, what questions do you do you ask? A, a Are you licensed and insured? Are you licensed and insured? First and yeah. foremost. First and foremost, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because trying to cut corners always seem to revert back to doing it three times. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm gotcha, saying? Gotcha. So cutting corners always revert back to doing it three times, and you look up and you you done spent twice the amount of money that you was spending, thinking you was going to cut a corner. Hmm. <laughs> Another thing that um that I think I heard you say, I know Caesar said as well, is that you pay contract contractors should be paid in phases. Exactly. That, that you, you agree yeah, with that? and you know what? In this era, people are more protected than we was in the beginning because when you get funding. They would normally say, okay, back in the day, it's like, oh, it's $70,000 to get it done. They give you $70,000. Well, we know we ain't going to get the job done. We got to get the car and the watch. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe we get the job done later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now it's like, okay, one, you got to put your own money up. I don't know if y'all know that. So let's say let's say you get $100,000 to do your rehab, right? The first phase is $25,000. Well, you got to get $25,000 worth of work done. Then they come out and expect it and see it's $25,000 worth of work done. Then they reimburse you. Yeah, construction exactly. loans are reimbursement loans now, so which which protects everybody. Because now watch this: I'm your contractor, right? You give me twenty five thousand dollars. I don't do no work, right? You burnt out of the twenty five thousand, but you're not burnt out of the whole hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. You understand? You yeah, got yeah. a chance. You got an opportunity to recoup. Now the banks is not out of nothing because you paid for the first phase. Gotcha. So you don't have to mess the loan up. So let's say if, if a if a contractor get low on you in the first phase, well the what a what a the lender didn't give you no money on the first phase because as they come and inspect, the work is not done. That's another way you know. Pulling permits will save you too because 
you have to get city inspections and you have to get inspections from the bank. Yeah, you said something about having uh, permits after every phase. After every phase. So you gotta get permits and plans to go in, right? Demo alterations. After you demo, they gotta come out and inspect it and you want to frame it. Frame the alterations permit, boom. After you frame it, you get an inspection, then you got mechanicals, electric, plumbing, HVAC. After each mechanical, you gotta get electrical inspector to come and inspect the electrical. They put a sticker on your window. This is how I was in Philly. Mm -hmm. They give you a sticker saying you pass electrical. Then a regular city inspector comes back out and inspects the plumbing and the HVAC. Boom. You get cleared to do that. Now you can close the walls. You don't need a permit to close the walls. You just need to inspect. You didn't need a permit for the, the beginning to start, the demo, the framing, and the mechanicals. After that, once you close the walls up and everything is done, they do what's called the final inspection, sign off on it. Mm. And that's it, and you're ready to go. So like the 203K loan, which is a renovation loan from a bank. The Hardest loan in the world. No contractor wants to deal with that. It's a why, disaster. Why, 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 why is that? It's too extensive and it's too tight. The government, it's not like the government, it's a lot to get your money. For a contractor. Yeah, it's a lot for a contractor. A lot of contractors don't like You got some contractors that just specialize in that. Then you got some contractors that don't, don't want to deal with that. So it's great. Because it's too much easy money. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking to myself. It's great for the, the person who's trying to get the home, not so great for the guy who's trying to get Exactly. Exactly. So what kind of financing do most contractors prefer? Obviously cash, but the majority of people don't have enough cash to pay somebody. So Right now, people staying away from banks. Like The reason that the market is not really gonna tank it might slow up and shift but it's not gonna tank because people are not overexposed with these banks people are dealing with private lenders hard Meaning, money hard money lenders not really hard money and private lending is two different things okay, what's a private Every, lender a private private lender is just a group of people like us okay you know what I mean we might got 20 million dollars we gonna lend on it with 8% interest on it and we gonna make some money right together collectively a group of us friends Hard money lenders is different. They they kind of the same, but they they a little more extensive on the requirements and the criteria. You know what I mean? Hard money lenders come a little they come a little harder. You know what I mean? Like, you know, one false move we we own that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's mine. It's like the mafia. Yeah. What what about the job? Like the materials for the job? Is there a strategy that you use? Or are you buying in bulk? Or do you this is what I do? Build a relationship. I don't care. Don't think you can't build a relationship with a corporation. I spend I'm I'm I spend over a million dollars a year in Home Depot. So I got a great relationship with them. I'm getting everything with like a 3% markup on some things. Mm. So where, let's say sheetrock costs $11 a sheet, I'm paying like $7.30. Okay. You know what I mean? So I get discounts because the more money I spend there, the more discounts I get. How'd you, how'd you establish that? Um, I went through what's called a pro rewards account. And I get 2% off of everything I spend every six months. So if I spend $500,000, I get 2% of that. In six months, and I, I spend another five hundred thousand. I get two percent of that, so I get that. I get discount on paint, but it's this for everybody. Like these are just programs that they offer. Mm -hmm. When you're a contractor, you got to get into. You can't just go in there and spend money like an everyday person because you're spending a lot of money. You want to get the discount, so you want to find out what programs available. Dope, dope. So, what is the most important part of rehabbing a house? Like, is it the walls? Is it the floor? Like, what's going to make the house the most valuable? Kitchen, the kitchen, <laughs> the bathrooms. Yeah. Uh, the exterior, curb appeal, um, the extra amenities, finished basement, hardwood floors throughout, what kind of tile you use, um, what kind of light fixtures you use, um, just just the little stuff that catch people eye, because I'm going to be honest with you. I could strip a house down to the bare bone, right? Strip it all the way down. That's what we do. We strip it all the way down to the brick and frame it up and do all new electric plumbing, HVAC everything, sheetrock, everything brand new, and people have noticed one little nick on that wall. 
oh, what's a little paint smudge yeah. right here? You know what I mean? I just rebuilt this whole house. Like I had a guy, we had built a deck one time and the deck, the back of the deck had leaked. And he said, he called me like, yo, he was like, yo, you gotta get down here real quick. I'm like, what's the matter? He's like, I got a man that's leaking in here. So I come, I look at the back of the deck, it's leaking. I mean, he irate. What are we gonna do, what are we gonna do? So I said, he said, man, what are you laughing at? I said, you watch me build this whole house from shit. Excuse me, me, from nothing. And you complaining about that little teeny leak and that's how I was able to calm him down. I'm like, bro, you watch me build this whole house. Like this was a bandominium. You know what I mean? Like it was You know what I mean? You watch me put it back together. You know what I mean? But but people, like I said, people only see the small things. They could see, oh, it's a nick in the wall. This is crooked. And we just built this whole entire house. You know what Mm. I mean? So So from a contractor standpoint, because you're you're interesting because you're an investor and you're a contractor, right? Right, right. So we, we talk about a lot of, I realize we've never really looked at it from that standpoint. Right. Like from a contractor, like how how do they go about as far as structuring their business model? Like you have a, like how do they find clients? How do they like navigate? A lot, a lot of time clients, let me, let me just real quick because um, I'm going to tell you something about contractors. That's how we lose big with contractors. A contractor give us an estimate. I want $100,000 to fix your house. And you beat them up. No, I can't do 100. I could do 62. 62, I can't do it for 62. I could do it for 95. Man, I can't. I could do it for 62. That's it. The man commit to 62,000. You give him a deposit, what do you do? Never come back. <laughs> right? You know why? Because there's no way he's going to get the job done for 62,000. He told you how much the job costs. Yeah. But he took the money. A lot of times you get contractors that take a deposit and just use jobs like that as cash flow. Like, you know what? I'll make the difference up somewhere else. I just need this money right now, so forth and so on. But if you get a GC that come through and give you the number, instead of beating up on them, just get a couple of estimates. If it's in the same ballpark, do not try to knock that man down so you can go home and say, yo, I got him to do it for 62. And then next week you ain't heard from him no more. <laughs> they go, you're 62. Exactly. So, so. When, when you do these full gut rehabs, right, and you walk in, I mean, visually, you're seeing how the, the land, you're going to landscape this thing out. Is there an architect that works with you? Like, how not do, me. Who, who's doing not that? Not me. Me. Everything you see in my house is me. When I gut a house out, like if I rip this house out right now, if mm-hmm. I rip the building out we right. in, like I can visualize where every room where I wanted that. I've been doing it that Once long. Once you walk in, yeah. Like I, I, I'd love for y'all to come down one day and see me do yeah, it. We got, we we'll like come down yeah, and run yeah. with me and see me do it. But I could rip this whole house out and just be. I could. As a matter of fact, if you look at my Instagram, you'll see me laying yeah, I'm, out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, that, that's what I do. I you, visualize when you walk in. You visually seeing like you know what? I can see be it. Open floor space. That's gonna be two bedrooms up here. We're gonna put the basement. We're gonna add a wall. And yeah. Once well, you walk in, well, when you do so many of them, most of them become a cookie cutter. It's four or five different styles. Okay. When you do so many of them, you know what I mean. I'm doing hundreds of houses yearly. You know what I mean. So I got stuff going on in different cities. That in Cleveland, it, I don't I don't knock no walls down. I keep the structure structure sound. I keep in Philly. They call for open floor plan. When they walk in that front door, they want to see the back door, which yeah. is easy because we don't have to spend all the money on these partition walls. Mm-hmm. We we knock every wall down on the first floor. You open that front door. You can see out the back. You put the kitchen in the back. Put a half bath on the side, and that's it. And you come out of there. Yeah. When we spoke to uh, Season Heavy, they were like they have a standard, right? They don't when they do something rehab, they keep the same paint, so everything is is very easy for them. Is that a strategy you use, or you try to make it? <clears> yeah, I got my own paint too. Big Business Gray in the same Home Depot. Oh, word. Yeah, Big Business Gray. So there's a gray that I use called Big Business Gray. Um, it's made by PPG Paint. 
and you can get it. And it's the ceiling white is called Sky's the Limit White. Mm-hmm. And I paint all my doors a signature red. It's called Paris Apple Red. It's named after my um, granddaughter and my daughter. So and these legit paints, yours. these legit paints that sell in Home Depot. Dope. So you, yeah, you're, you're like I said, you, you, you're like on a chessboard. You're the red and black. You're, you're both. You're investor and your console. It gives you an advantage because you can look at a house and say, okay, I know this is how much it needs to be fixed up because right. you're the one that's fixing it up. Right. But for the average person that doesn't have any knowledge of that budgeting, like how do they, how do you see a property and say, okay, this is a good buy or this isn't a good buy because you don't really know. All right, let me tell you. Anything that you could turn a profit on is a good buy. Remember, I told you, there isn't, it has nothing to do with the structure of it or nothing. Let's say you and I buy a house today <clears throat> for 20000 and we don't know nothing about it, how much it's going to cost. We got 100000 to fix it. We find out tomorrow he come through as a construct contract and say it's going to be 200000 to fix it. Well, that's $100,000 our budget, right? But we paid, what I say we paid for, 20000 We listed for fifty. If somebody gives us forty, we make a hundred percent interest on our money. There are ways. It's a thousand ways to skin this cat. The biggest part about real estate is ownership. The second you own it, you got so many angles to ping off of. Prime example: if you and I buy something for twenty, we know it costs two hundred to fix it, but it's going to be worth four hundred, and we stand to make two hundred thousand profit. Well, guess what? I could tell somebody, "Hey, give me two hundred thousand to fix this house. I'm gonna give you back three. I'm still making a hundred grand." Minus the twenty I paid for it, I made eighty grand, and I ain't spent none of my money but twenty grand. But I gave somebody fifty percent interest on their money. Mm-hmm. That's the. There's so many ways with this game. You can sell it as is, or you and I can get a loan to fix it, put the two hundred grand into it, and it's worth four hundred grand and make and make the two hundred or one eighty profit. So it's so many ways. The main thing is ownership. You gotta buy it. You buy it, you good. You buy, you buy this building right now, and guess what? If, if we go belly up, we can refinance it. We don't want to sell it. Ah, we need to stay here. We're going to refinance it. Pull that money out, make a move. You know what? We don't want to refinance it. We're going to sell it. We're going to do whatever with it. We can get an investor coming. Hey, listen, I want to Airbnb this house. Give me 50000 and we're going to be partners on it. There's so many ways that you can flip it once you have ownership. Once you own it, you in the game. That's the key. So how do you know if something needs, because you, you say you fully demolish everything. How do you know something doesn't really need to be fully demolished or it just needs a little bit of yeah, work? Like when you do a partial rehab. <laughs> Man. If, if there's any partial rehab ever a good All rehab right, listen, or no. All right, listen, 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 listen. listen. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. So, and slower, in, in markets that's jumping, like like in Jersey and stuff, I would definitely demo everything out. If they think they got a great comp now and they just doing light rehab, they could set the market if they rip everything out to the brick. If they rip it out to the brick and, and do everything crazy over, they can set the market. They'll be super rich. Set the market. That's like set the market comps. I set the comps. I don't care. Nobody can't tell me, oh, the comps is only this in this neighborhood. This listen. You made them. I make the comps <laughs> everywhere I go. I make the comps. How does it? Um, all right. So you make the comps by how many houses does it take in a neighborhood to make a comp? Like one. Really, one house. Prime example. If I went to Cleveland. And I'm buying houses for 15. I'm selling them for, I'm buying shelves for 15. Well, housing need work for 15. I'm selling them for 85 with 20 down. People are asking me, who am I selling them to? What happens is I sell them with 20 down. Um, I do the construction for them. And I'm the mortgage company. So I might put, let's say if I put 20 into them. I'm all in them 35. People give me 20 down. I'm 15 out of pocket. They still owe me $60,000. They pay me five hundred, seven hundred a month mortgage. So once you sell the first one, once I sell the first one for eighty five, 
It sets the trend. It sets it. Yeah. So normally. And you might even own the next three on the block. I own the whole block. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you how it goes. Um, that's because people are following. And, and the thing is this. I'm not really looking to really flip. I don't want my clients to flip. When I sell to my clients, I, it's, it's a buy and hold. Because <clears throat> I might sell you yours. Like in the beginning, I was selling for 50. Then it was 65. Then it's 85. So now my people that was in for 50 are trying to sell to make their 35,000 profit. Mm. Next month, when I feel like changing the comp to 125, my 65 people going to be able to sell. And then so forth and so on. I just keep elevating. And, it's, and the thing is, ownership is how I did it. If I buy enough, if I own, I own over like 500 doors in Cleveland. No exaggeration. We own almost 500 doors, right? Mm-hmm. So if I list, if I put everything on the market for sale that I own right now for 100,000, Anybody else that bought something for 10 gonna think they're entitled to 100. So we all put them up for 100. Guess what the number is? 100. That's the new number. So, that's interesting. Is that controlling the comps or manipulating the comps? That's not manipulating the comps is if you my man and I buy a house for 20 and I sell it to you for 85, that's manipulating. There's people from all over the world calling me to buy these properties. But that's why they calling to buy them. So even though I'm charging 85, they give me 20,000 down and their mortgage payment is 500 a month, right? But I want you to understand that their rental income is 1,600 a month. Mm. So if they're getting 800 for each, because these are two families I'm selling, they're getting 800 for the upstairs, 800 for the downstairs, they're getting 1,600 a month, they pay me five, let's say me five, then property management, of 150, let's say they walking with a positive of $800. This isn't, didn't, we're talking like this Cleveland? This ain't Cleveland. What's the taxes like? Couple hundred dollars a year. Nothing crazy. Yeah. So let's say they make an eight hundred dollars positive cash flow, right? Off of a twenty thousand dollar investment. Like that's ninety six hundred dollars a year. In two years they make all their money back. Hmm. What happened to the thirty year mortgage? We just shrunk that up. Ownership. Three years you own it. Hmm. You got all your money back. At least you got all your money back. You used to get it in Ohio. Because I saw you said, <laughs> and we ain't even talking about the refi. I ain't even laid a refi game down. That's that's just me saying you in something free and clear. You own it, or you or you in something not no necessarily free and clear because they still owe me a balance, but they got all of their money back out of it. So I you said so that's so that's why you say comp should be your starting point, not your bottom. Exact exactly. You saw me say that. I did. I did. So I'm talking. We, we I did do, your homework. We do, we do a little homework. Do your homework. Yeah, huh? we do a little. So homework. one other question I wanted because another video I, I saw that was really dope um, a while ago that you did. You said the process is you buy it, you flip it, you fi- you buy it, you fix it up, you refi, then the escrow, then you sell. Can you explain that? Say it again with the so escrow. So you you buy it. Um, you buy a property, you fix it up, and then you refi the money. You you put that the refi. Oh, money okay, in okay, escrow, okay. I got so you. So it saves you time. This how you do it. This what I meant by that. So you buy a house. This is basic. Buy it, fix it, refinance it, rent it. So let me give. I I got to give you everything in numbers. Okay. Right. We buy for a hundred. We fix for a hundred. We in it two hundred. It appraises at four hundred. We pull out seventy percent, which is two eighty, right? So we pull out two eighty. We was in it two hundred. We got eighty thousand dollars that we up on the refi, right? Our payment is twenty eight hundred one percent. So our payment is twenty eight hundred dollars a month. We take twenty eight thousand of that eighty thousand and put it in escrow, so you know you're good for ten months, mm-hmm. right? 
the second month in, you rent it out. You probably ain't going to get $2,800 a month rent due to this market. But we're going to pull that 80 out anyway because that's what we do. Right? <laughs> it's truth. So, but what you want to do is if you put that 28000 you up 10 months. So, even if you rent it out for 1500 that'll overlap. You understand? And that'll give you some buying time while you're taking the other 60 whatever thousand dollars left and you're turning it. That's what I meant by escrow. Because what happens is people refi, take that money out, and think they're going to put all the money in one bank account. And every month they're going to take that money from that bank account and pay that mortgage. Where they get to spending that money and re, re, um, reinvesting that money in everyday life happens. And you look up, they don't have that money or the mortgage money. So I would escrow at least 10 months. So I know I'm good for 10 months. You got to give yourself a cushion. Yeah. Everyday life happens. So do you believe in, in buying and holding or just? I'm all buying and holding now that I'm older. Okay. <laughs> My kid probably he he probably went can't wait to flip all his houses. <laughs> but when you get the when you get to a point like me, man, I'm 44 years old. I'm um I've been in the game since I've been 28 years old, and I I sleep four hours a day like. I barely sleep with my wife. I see my wife like one week out of the month. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> shout out to Nacho Banger. Like, bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my boy. Oh, you know what? Yeah, that's my boy. Yeah, that's my young boy. <laughs> that's that's, that's my guy. guy. All he wanted to do was dance all day. <laughs> he, sat, like, he sat in this chair a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> so when you get to that point, man, you got to kind of sort of figure out one day, you know, I won't be able to go out and kill my food to bring it home for the tribe. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So I got to kind of sort of have a machine set up in place and. The thing is, my kids uh, love me and they, they they follow me. But my son, you know what I mean. If he, I don't want to leave this earth and I leave my children in debt. You know, if you got an extensive portfolio, but you but you refied everything and you bringing in thirty grand a month, but your mortgages is twenty two. Man, you work for the bank, man. Mm. You know what I mean. You work for the bank. My my kids walk with eight thousand dollars a month now. When I leave here, whatever I leave them, I want them. To, if they don't feel like working, they don't owe nobody nothing. You know what I mean? And that's that's what we got to get into. Like, if you want to be in this business, you cannot get into becoming an entrepreneur to be in debt. Entrepreneurs, you know, we don't we're not supposed to work for each other. I mean, work for anybody. That's why we be we become entrepreneurs. But I mean, if like I said, if you bringing in thirty thousand dollar rent roll and you paying twenty two thousand out because you got four million in loans, you know what I mean? You you work for the bank. Cause if you don't, and if you don't believe me, don't go out there and pay it, and see what happens. See how much, see how much of an empire you really own. I know people that's man. Listen, man, I know, I know groups that's um, buying and building crazy, fifty million dollar lines. What happens if something happened to them? Their kids got to step up and what and be liable for that. Their next of kin is liable for that stuff, or they're gonna lose everything. So everything they built, you know, when you weren't teaching your kids, you know, to go to college and do this because you thought you had them. And then you look up one day something happened to you. you. How many of us know our friends that parents left them stuff and they messed it up? They blew it because you know why? The parents never taught them the business. They don't. They didn't care about the business. The parents thought they had it to the point where they could just leave them the money. We were never taught maintenance. You got to be taught maintenance. Yeah, we don't. Even, I mean, I don't even know people who, who parents left them anything. So that's bad. You, you, you got to <laughs> yeah, have yeah, the curve. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, we, we breaking this cycle right <laughs> like, now. Yeah, we're we going to be the parents. Yeah, I was in a meeting with somebody, not to get long when I was in a meeting with somebody last week, and he was saying, yeah, I just want to, you know, I'm not going to leave. Man, listen, if I get $100 million, I'm just going to leave my kids this percentage, and I'm not going to leave my kids all this money. I don't want them to be spoiled. And I just straight up looked at him and asked him, like, then quit. What you working so hard for? You got enough for you, right? If you got enough for you and you feel that way, take $2 million, put it in uh, some kind of IRA or something until they, you do have kids and they do get older and quit. 
Like, what, what's the use of you making fifty, hundred million dollars? You say you're gonna leave your kids two million a piece so they can struggle. Also, for your last name, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's crazy. That's a fact. All right. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.